A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard and I am joined by the one and only host of this podcast, Brendan Thomas Merritt. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing great, bro. Always great. Never bothering me. Great. great to see you as well. And we have another guest today. It is Katie Schrock. Katie, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good. It's good to have you on. Um, I'm going to turn this over to Brendan. This is Brendan's show. And so, Brendan, take it away. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. So, guys, today we are going to play a game called Finished, the Bible Story. So I am going to say several Bible stories, but I'm going to omit the ending. Katie and Logan have the job of guessing what the ending will be out of three possible alternatives. They'll say A, B, or C, and then I'll reveal the correct answer. You can, of course, play at home. Just make sure you know you've got your phone to type in A, B, or C, or a sheet of paper. And uh, let's test your Bible trivia. If you get all the answers correct, Holy Spirit has told me that one of your relatives will be saved today. <laughs> Which, if you've been listening to this channel for a while, you know is not what Holy Spirit said. All right, guys, let's enjoy this. Number one. <laughs> Aaron was announced to be the high priest of Israel, the very first of, their, of, its, of its kind. Aaron had two particular sons. Nadab and Abihu. What fate befell them? A. After Aaron's death, Nadab became the high priest and Abihu, his loyal, trusted servant. B, God killed them. <laughs> or C, they became priests with Aaron after their two older brothers were killed by God. A, B, or C. I'm going to say B. You know it's B and Katie. Very good. The answer is B. They were very arrogant and they decided to basically steal <laughs> Aaron's job as the high priest uh, to uh, to offer strange fire before the Lord, a sacrifice that he had not asked for, and he responded by striking them down. And rather than give Aaron a moment to shed some tears and bury them, Moses put them to work that very same day. <laughs> All right then, in Mark chapter 14, we find out that Herodias, the wife of Herod, although she had previously been his sister-in-law, was not particularly happy with John the Baptist. What? Did she do to him? A. 
she gave him a life sentence in prison. B, she had him flogged in front of the community. Or C, he was beheaded. Answer, I'm, I'm ready, it's, it's C. All right, guys, what do you think the answer is? Okay, two for two. C. Nice one. Yep, lovely. After the horrific incident in Sodom, when fire fell from heaven and absolutely obliterated the area, Lot and his two daughters fled for the mountains. What happened there? A. His daughters dwelled there until they died. B. His daughters got pregnant by him, not of his own free will. And their offspring became the future lineage of Israelites. Or C. His daughters got pregnant by him, not of his choice. And their offspring became Israel's enemies. All right, my answer is C. All right, guys, you think you know the answer? Put them to the screen. My answer is also C. All right, Logan, C. And Casey? It's C. Did you hear my answer is C? I did not know. Okay, C. Great. Happy days. Okay, then. In Psalms 137, sometimes called the Revenge Psalm, it describes the Babylonians getting up to some heinous acts between verses 7 and 9. What does it accuse them of doing? A. Smashing Israelite babies' heads against their rocks until their brains came out. B. Cutting open pregnant women's bellies and killing their babies. Or C. Plucking out the left eye of every Israelite. I probably should have given this question a trigger warning. <laughs> that PG-18. <laughs> this is TV-14 rated R. <laughs> It's the Bible, you know? I need to have like this video not made for kids. My guess is, is B. Uh, okay, we've got 
A bloody B from Logan and Katie. I think it's A. Oh, I can see your B. It's a big bulby. And Katie, what do you think the answer is? A. I think it's A. It is A. Very good. Yes. Uh. They <laughs> murdered the children by hitting their heads on the rocks. And in Psalm 137, the Israelites express a wish to do the same to the Babylonians' children. All right. That puts Katie in the lead. Three, two. The fourth one. Acts 12 describes the death of the then King Herod. <laughs> I say then because the Bible talks of more than one of them. How does this King Herod die? A. He's eaten by worms. B. He falls into a pit and gets eaten by lions. Or C. An assassin stabbed him in the belly, and he was so fat that the dagger got stuck inside him. A, B, or C? A. A for me. I'm going with A. You're saying A, all right? Very good. He was eaten by worms. Pray nasty way to go. But well deserved, given the life he lived. Okay, Judges 19, which is uh, one of those chapters in Judges which really heralds how the book is going to end. It just goes from bad to worse to progressively worse. Judges 19 talks about a Levite basically came from the priestly tribe, traveling with his concubine through a town. They get very, very tired and it's nighttime, so a man invites them to stay with them. People lay eyes on the Levite, and they say, boom, 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 let the man out here. We want him for ourselves. The man who owns the house grabs the woman and says, Take her instead. What happens to the woman? A. She married the leader of that town and the man, the Levite, were killed by public stoning. B. She died and then the Levite chopped her up into a dozen pieces and sent her out in the Old Testament letterbox across the 12 nations of Israel, or 12 tribes. Or C, the woman died, the house was stormed, and the Levite was also killed. A, B, or C. I just read this chapter. So B. It, it, yep, the answer is B. Okay, both of you are saying B. That is correct. It's B. It's 
pretty gory and adapt our own. The story only gets worse from there. <laughs> yep, yes, it does. <laughs> yep. Exodus chapter 4 talks about the circumcision of Moses and Zipporah's son. Under what condition does he get circumcised? A, because the eighth day since his birth. B, because the Lord appeared before them and was going to strike them dead. Or C, he was 21 years of age, which at that time was the age in which all Israelite men were circumcised. A, B, or C. It's B. Oh, I don't know this one. Okay, you're saying B? I'm saying A. You're saying A, yeah, so um, it was the eighth day since his birth? Okay, this one is a bit of a mad one. It's actually B, just like Katie said. So the Lord appeared before them and... <laughs> I wouldn't mind. He had only spoken through a burning bush and said, here, I'll have to go to Egypt. If he wanted something to get circumcised, he should have said it when he was in the bush. <laughs> but instead, he took the dramatic approach and appeared before them and was like, no uncircumcised Israelites can do my bidding. So, uh, Zipporah <laughs> took out a knife, circumcised her son there and then. He probably didn't even see it coming. He was like, why is my mother coming with a knife? And, uh, oh, well, she took some very inventive, creative measures to uh, <laughs> appropriate the circumcision of Moses, shall we say, in a metaphorical and spiritual sense. Not something that I would have thought of, but Exodus 4, guys, read it for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Second Kings chapter 6 describes a famine in Samaria, which was the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. Jehoram saw two mothers bickering. Basically, they were starving due to a siege. They had both said, let us cook our children. Today we will eat your son. Tomorrow we will eat yours. Well, they had eaten one of their children. And you know what happened? The other mother, cheeky scallywag that she was, hid her child. So one child was dead, and the other one was hidden. The two women were having an argument, and the king, standing on the wall, overheard this. What did he do? A... He tore his clothes hook style. C. He had both mothers put to death. Or C. He sent both mothers out of the community, found the missing child, or hidden child, and the hidden child ate at the king's table all the days of his life. A, B, or C. A. I'm going with A. 
Okay, Gay saying A. And Logan's also saying A. It is A. Very good. It is A. Because, you know, white discipline cannibals, you just tear up your own clothes, apparently. <laughs> okay, now we're going to the last one. Okay. In the Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar died. His son took the throne. He was not a good king. He did not follow in the ways of the Lord like Nebuchadnezzar did toward the very end of his life. And for that reason, the Lord decided to send him a message. A hand appeared and wrote something on the wall. What did it write? A, Persia, Greece, Rome, references to the empires that would succeed Babylon. B, your empire ends tonight. And historically speaking, the Persian Medes Empire took over the Babylonian Empire that same night. Or C, Numbered, weighed, divided. To say that Babylon's days have been numbered, their good and bad deeds have been weighed, and that the kingdom would be divided, torn from them. A, B, or C. I'm going with C. Is it B? I think I'm going C. And you're going with Lovely. Okay, I can confirm that one of you is correct. The answer is C. Numbered, way divided. (laughs) It meant absolutely no sense to any of them. Therefore, they called on Dan. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Savior Wahoo, you won't like what I say next. <laughs> so after that activity, super job, by the way. You clearly are experts on the bloodiest, goriest, and most disturbing chapters in the Bible. Speaks what sick individuals you actually are. I have a therapist number I can send you after we hang up the call. However... Katie got one extra point than Logan. Katie is today's winner. Logan, go read your Bible. Not only have you failed Bible trivia, but now also this game. That does not speak very highly yep. of your backward leanings. Yep. Gotta get to work. <laughs> All right, guys. Good job. Good job. All right, guys. Now Katie's going to encourage us. Uh, So I'm going to read from Isaiah 58. I'll start at verse 7. No, verse 6. Is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? 
Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. I like that because um, how it talks about if we extend ourselves, the Lord refills us and like how even when it's hard it's like well i'm also i'm also thinking of a passage that talks about how christ became our righteousness and like Mm -hmm. how we can out of that righteousness that he gives us we can extend ourselves to others and as we do that and share his light with those around us he fills us and he lets us gives us the strength to continue sharing his grace and his truth with those who don't know him. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Brendan, you want to go next? Yeah, and then it ends all that. I love that. Yeah, and I love how um, so often we can minimize the blessings and provision of God um, into something self-seeking or self-serving. Now, I'm not one of those people who says, don't pray for anything unless you want to give it to someone else. Some people, I mean, they wouldn't pray to heal themselves of cancer. Um, God blesses us because he's a good, good father. He is. What I love about passage is it helps expand our understanding and expectation of God's blessings and provision so that it doesn't just have to be for us, but that wider communities um, can be blessed, that God's favor can be shared with the needy, the poor, the downtrodden, the afflicted. The flow of blessing doesn't have to stop with the initial recipient, but actually, you know, we can give it back to God for his glory, pressed down, shaken, running over, and he can do abundantly more than anything we could ever ask, think, or imagine. All we have to do is have a posture of faith, of gratitude, and to be good stewards of what he's given us. And um, who knows how far-reaching that blessing can actually be. 
What about you, Logan? Um, I would add, so the, he talks about yoke in here, and he's talking about, like, the wickedness of the, the yoke of wickedness. And I, I immediately start thinking about mm-hmm. Jesus saying that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so that's a contrast to this one where they – that he wants them to break this yoke of, of wickedness and put on his yoke to follow him, um, to do what he needs to uh, – to, to, as the light breaks forth, spring forth speedily and your righteous shall go from before you. Um, you know, if you take care of other people as God has given you and blessed you, um, you'll be a light to them. You will – he will shine as the noonday and he'll strengthen your, you, he'll strengthen you and help you to do that. Um, so that, you know, when it comes to the end of this section, we talk about how that among you, you shall build up old, old waste places, raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repair of the breach, the restore of streets to dwell in. Um, basically you, as we, we treat people right, as we serve others, as we take care of the poor, as we, take care of those who are suffering and we, we live out Jesus Christ to them that it will rebuild stuff. It will, it will change the way, the way life works. Um, and God uses even the, even us to do that. Um, we, we, we can easily think that we're not worth anything and in of our sins, we're not, but God has God, when we have Jesus Christ living inside of us and God working in us, um, he's able to do amazing, awesome things through us, not because of us, not because we're great or anything like that, but we can be encouragement and we can help rebuild some of the stuff that, you know, even in our day and age, how bad the world is. And, um, you know, kid people, our age are struggling with depression and suicide and all this stuff that if, if we're out there living right and we're encouraging them and we're taking care of them and helping them, um, who knows what that impact will be down the road. So um, before we close, I do want to say, I do want to thank Katie for coming on. Um, we appreciate that. We, uh, and, and beating me, you know, I, it's always a good thing. <laughs> we bring on somebody. I'm, uh, I don't take it personally. I think it just means I need to work harder on my Bible trivia. Um <laughs> Uh, to get into a hold of us, of course, you can send us an email at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> we will look forward to hearing from you. We'll, ha- we'll for sure have Katie on as long as she didn't have an awful time. Um, Brendan, do you have anything? Katie, do you have anything you want to add before we go? <laughs> I was just going to say like how you were talking about how if we, um, if we reach out and help others, we, we don't, we never know what kind of an impact that may have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, like this summer I had a friend that, um, I spent a lot of time with, um, kind of like one of the homeless poor and I lost, I lost her to suicide. And I think, like, I think mm-hmm. about that and I'm like, just because something like that happens, doesn't mean that we did it wrong or that God can't still use us. It's just like, it it doesn't always, we can't always know that we always know how someone else is going to respond to our efforts to reach them for Christ. Yeah, that's true. 
Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, thanks so much for sharing that. And it's so true. Um, people, you don't have to be a certain age before the enemy starts attacking one's heart, mind, or will. And no matter how much exposure you've had to the good news, the gospel, Bible teachings, friendship, love, there's always a target because we have an evil enemy. And whether you're in Christ or considering it or far from Christ, he hates every person. Um, and when we encounter moments like these and someone dies, we lose someone, whether we're praying for them or it's unexpected, it's so easy to get utterly discouraged and to tag out. And there are times to take a step back to get your heart healed, your will, your mind, and that's absolutely valid. But the important thing is that we stay in the fight. We keep running the race, fighting the good fight, taking ground from the darkness when we can. And yeah, just to appreciate the validity of, of every single life um, and loss. And, um, you know, we pray that God really heals and restores you from that tragic loss. And uh, we hope that, you know, to whatever degree or extent, that Jesus did reveal himself to your friend and that he now has your friends at 100% which is never really possible on the earth to begin with. Um, and for anyone else who is listening, who's ever throwing yourselves out there for the gospel or the work of the Lord, and uh, you, know, you kind of felt like it, was, it all blew up in your faces, or it fell apart, or it has not been well received to this point, or it ended in tragedy. We pray that the love of Jesus will just encapsulate and surround and restore all of you right now under the sound of our voices. Um, and that in due time, he would reinstill each and every one of you with the bravery to try again, to love again, to go all out again, to push boundaries, um, to live a life beyond what you thought was possible, to love so deeply and more deeply than you ever thought was possible, just his love just flowing through you. And that for all those wounds, for these losses, they do impact us. That one by one, he would just heal each and every one of them with a deep, deep healing, a deep, deep restoration. And then he would open all of our eyes to see the people in our world who are going through those things or similar things or who are, or who are on the cusp of going through those things so that we can break the perpetuation of the cycle of depression, suicide, mistakes, or ill-advised decisions that will get to say, listen, you know what, I've been there, 
and now I want to maneuver you or help steer you in a direction that does not end in death, but it helps you cross over from death to life, into life and all its abundance. And in Jesus' name we pray that over every single person, under the sound of our voices. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Have a super week, guys. We'll see you next week.